Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Today we get to talk to John and Katie Everett. I'm so excited. Okay, I have to introduce you guys because the video did well of showing life in the Everett house. We were like, can we just video a day in the life of the Everett's? Katie's like, oh my goodness, what is this going to be? But um, for those of you who don't know, John and Katie are actually on our advisory board here for the church. And so we've been friends for a long time. And a few years ago when we set out to launch the church, they stepped in as board members and have poured encouragement, vision, life, everything into this. So thank you for walking this journey with us. Thank you for being just a foundation for us as a church. You guys are amazing. Yeah, and on a flip side, I just wanted to um, say, so Elijah and Ashley have been, uh, they're tremendous pastors. We're so blessed to have them, aren't we guys? So, yeah. So we, I, I've known Elijah since he was maybe 19, 20 years old, maybe younger. And it's been amazing to watch him grow. And, and, and he leads. I mean, he, and he's always led. I mean, who he is now is who he's been. And to see Ashley come into the picture, and it's been amazing. What a blessing for him and for them. And it's just been just you guys are a power couple. And it's amazing to watch you guys grow. And talking about sacrifices, um, you'll, you'll never really know everything that they give up for us. Just so you guys know, like there's there's just such a blessing to us, and and they uh, not only that, but just just in how they lead and, and lead with courage, always. It's a uh, it's just a blessing to have you as our leaders. Hello, check check. There it is. All right. Uh, do you just love them already? Come on. Uh, we love you guys so much. We really look up to you in the way that you do your marriage, your relationship, your kids, your business, how you're really flowing in that and, and just loving on Philadelphia. That's why I'm so excited about this conversation. Um, just to let everybody in on that, I don't know, the nuggets of wisdom. You know, so many times you can hear so much wisdom and so much insight, but the practical of how to make it come to life in your lives. So right? that's, that's why we're having these conversations, just an honest conversation about real love and how to do it right. So thank you so much for being here, you guys. We really do. We, we, we honor you today. Um, I want to set the foundation uh, with Psalm chapter 16, verse 8. So if you're taking notes, please uh, write this down. This is a great scripture. Uh, Psalm 16, verse 8 through 11. It says, I keep my eyes on my circumstance. Is that what it says? Do we have it? Do we have it? I keep my eyes always on the Lord, it says. Always on the Lord. How many can get sidetracked on your circumstance? Come on. On your storm, the chaos. It says, keep my eyes on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. Joy. Woo. Dancing. Singing. Joy. Singing the shark song. And my tongue rejoices my body also will rest secure it will rest secure that's what we're designed to do to rest in him to not take on life all by ourselves but to rest in his strength to rest in who he is in verse 10 says because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead nor will you let your faithful ones see decay you make known to me the path of life You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures 
at your right hand. And I just want to talk today, just, um, just have a conversation around that. Like, how do you prepare for those times of chaos, those times of storms? Because, like, we all know this, like, Christianity doesn't take away the storms. It gives you strength to endure the storms. And so you can't think that it's fairy tale, you know, you know, unicorns and roses and rainbows all the time. God is the faithful God. Through every circumstance that happens, he's always the faithful one. So I want to talk today, just kind of dive into um, that topic of just how do we practically get ready? How do we secure ourselves? So I want to just start off the conversation with just this question. How did you, before marriage, before the chaos of kids and running a business, how did you or what did you not do that you wish you would have, now knowing what you know, what did you do to prepare yourself for that life of awesome chaos <laughs> <laughs> no i mean we we got you know the list of questions that you guys sent us in advance thank you because when we saw that first one we were like oh well like we didn't do anything thank god you anticipated and said you know what do you wish you had done um and i think you know <laughs> speaking personally for me um you know getting to know who you are individually um you know you guys talked last week about the importance of bringing two holes together into a relationship rather than two half you know individuals and um you know the reality is I was incredibly insecure. Um, you know, we were young when we got married, but, you know, young, I think, isn't an age. It can be a maturity level. And, um, you know, I was so insecure that, you know, I, when I came into our marriage, I looked to my husband, um, you know, who also didn't really know who he was yet to validate me, you know, make me feel worthwhile, um, which was too much pressure, um, you know, to, to do that. And so I think, you know, looking back on my single days, if I kind of rearrange my priorities to really focus on understanding who I was as, as an individual, what motivated me, what I was bringing to the table. I think that would have, you know, saved us uh, a lot of exciting conversations. <laughs> no, so, so I said it in the first service and I'll say it again. I mean, Jack and Lily, they really inspired us last week and we were so glad that our 13-year-old daughter got to hear that. Because if I was 15, 16, and I got to hear that, oh, my gosh. Now, it's not just hearing it, right? Like I said, it's listening. It's taking that all in and applying it to life, right? So I don't know that I was there at that age, that I would have got, you know, used their wisdom. But, man, that was such a, a foundation. And, I mean, everything they said by getting to know yourself first and really, you know, that's the key. I mean, and, and, and then uh, sharing that and knowing the different backgrounds that we came from, you know, uh, so, and, you know, just, yeah, not only in your faith, but I was, I was saved a couple of years. Uh, I was 17, 18, uh, 19 when I got saved officially. Always felt like I had a relationship with God growing up as a Catholic and loved the traditions and in the Catholic faith and everything I learned from that. So, I mean, there's some great things that you pull from those experiences, but there were some other things I wish I had been able to change before we got married, knowing, and also as a younger man, I wasn't as, Steady. I was very emotional as a younger guy, right? So I was, you know, and I wanted to be that rock for my wife, but I really didn't know how to be. So it's learning that. And it's not, so sometimes I'm all or nothing. So sometimes, too, you get to a point where she said she wants a rock. I'm going to be steady. Like, now I don't show any emotion, right? So that's not good either. <laughs> and that's my issue. Like, I'm not funny at all. Like, I really am not by nature. So, but Katie brings a lot of joy and a lot of passion in everything she does. And, and I try to as well when I, you know, so. 
<laughs> no, he's so hard on himself. No, but I think it's, you know, learning to grow with someone too, because it's so easy to grow apart. Mm. You know, you can single out the differences, yeah, so the good. things that annoy you, whether they're big or little, and those little things can grow so big so fast. But, you know, making that conscious decision to grow together, even if it's not at the same rate, um, you know, is, is so important. Yeah, and I think I want to speak to that too, because like, you know, if you're a student or you're growing up, you know, in a house, um, just think of everything you do now translates later into marriage, into raising your kids and all stuff. And I know it's hard to think about now because you're like, you're, you're right now, you know, you're not thinking of that. You're thinking of the next, you know, the test or what you're going to do on the weekend or, um, but I, but I think back to, um, how I was raised and like how I treated my mother now translated to how I treat my wife. And those of you who, you know, how you treat your father is someday how you will treat your, your husband. And so thinking about that now, of like putting those things in place of like, how do I want to respect the person I'm going to be with? Even if he's a hunky, gorgeous man, right? Or she's the thing, you know, like whatever that is, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like when marriage hits and you have to like, because love is not an emotion, it's an action, right? And so it's a choice. So like when you get into marriage, it becomes a choice. Now all of a sudden emotions maybe, you know, kind of, flitter away like butterflies and then all of a sudden now you're here it's like I choose to love you and now everything that I did to my mom if I yelled at my mom now I'm yelling at her if I talk back to my dad and question everything he did now I'm questioning my husband and I don't respect him or, or trust him and so those things are great to think about now of how to like secure how you handle relationships and how you do things on purpose to pour into to love um, it's just so key and it translates into your relationship what were some of the things that, that you guys did um, to kind of prep uh, your relationship, you know, for kids, the business coming? Um, I don't know if you, did you know that you are going to get into, like, running a business on your own? No. Actually, it's funny. Um, I, you know, had a really stable, you know, job. Um, and that was actually something that mm. um, was super important to me. And I wasn't even aware why. Um, my, my dad growing up, and he's a completely different person now, so he wouldn't be mad if I shared this. Um, but, you know, he unconsciously used money when I was growing up to kind of control the thing. And so my mom didn't work. And so every big fight would end with, well, I make the money, therefore I make the decisions. And, you know, I, it's something that it was my normal growing up. And I don't even think I was aware of it. But when I came into our marriage, I was like, well, I will always have a piece of paper that I can throw in your face and show that, you know, I have power too. And I don't think it was really until I was coming to the end of, you know, deciding to leave a stable job and start a business on my own that I think the real struggle was actually with me. And I was projecting that onto him. I was like, wait a minute, what is, I'm not going to have that piece of paper. And it's still, it's a trigger, you know, it's a knee-jerk thing, but um, that's something that, you know, I still have to be aware of because he's not my dad, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Totally. Right, right. No, no, exactly. And, and same thing, Katie's not my mom. So for me, like, we talked about the love languages earlier. And, like, just want to emphasize that. That's a great resource. If you haven't read that book, haven't learned what your love language is, that's a great tool. And getting to know your spouse can be difficult. I couldn't even pull my own love language out. I had to ask Katie, well, how do I like to be loved? Like, you know me better than I know myself. Like, that's, um, you know, and, and, and I came uh, from Does she place. know? <laughs> yes. I did. Yes. That's a, and we still, it's, that's an a ongoing, good thing. it's an ongoing revolving thing, though, as you grow. It's like, what was my love language when I was younger? It, it, you know, I, I need different things as we grow right. together as a couple. Right. Right. So it's interesting. And Love and Respect is a great book, okay, because we talked earlier. 
Katie likes to pepper our eggs, and it's in the book. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's what Katie does, and I don't like pepper on my eggs. <laughs> but do I make a big deal? No, but it's vice versa, right? So I leave things lay around sometimes that drive her crazy, and I need to understand that, right? So I try to correct my own actions to, uh, to better the relationship. And uh, same thing, like, I, I don't worry about the pepper on my eggs sometimes. I'm like, the kids might like it. I don't know. I just put ketchup on it now, right? So you learn different ways to... to it's like the blood of Jesus. It covers over a multitude of sins. Yeah, yeah. And, and to wrap this up, I guess, my background is different than Katie. Katie's dad was a Marine. He's, he's, he's self-employed, very different than, than my lifestyle and the way that he raised her. Um, my parents um, had gotten a divorce, so I come from a different background of survival mode. It was us and my mom and different things, right? So, you know, if there's anybody who needs resources or, you know, other things, too, I want to I provide that guidance. Yeah, that's so good. But yeah, it's, it's, it's getting to know that situation, and we didn't realize how different we were. We both wanted the same things, mm. but we didn't always know how to get there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, what are some of the things that you do practically just in your relationship, in your home, maybe for your kids even to prep them for the chaos moments? So like you have those times where event season's happening. You got, you know, uh, what do you call it? The shut outages. It's crazy. Like when that hits, how do you guys prep for that? How does a family do you prep or wish you? Oh, you give me my compliment. No, no, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited to hear it. No, um, no, I mean, we literally, spring and fall are literally nuts. It's like a three-ring circus in our house. So it's kind of, you know, like we all rise to the occasion of being a circus master and passing the baton off as you go. Um, but it's, it, it's you know, survival mode and trying to find the joy in the everyday, you know, moments. Um, the reality is, you know, I think... You know, I don't know if anybody else here and you guys were raised this way, but, you know, I was always raised with this myth of, you know, you got to find the right balance. There's a perfect work-life balance, family. You got to find it. And once you find it, you're good. And I was like, I think it was like five years ago. I was like, oh, it's a lie. It's completely a lie. It doesn't exist. There is no way to balance all the junk that we shove in our lives as human. We keep, you know, taking more and more on. And so, you know, I think for us, it's even sometimes on a daily basis, sometimes it switches halfway <laughs> through the day, but it's deciding what we're going to let drop. And, you know, for me, that's hard. I'm a perfectionist. I don't let anything fail, like, to a fault. And so that's hard to decide every day, you know, what are you going to let fail? Um, and those priorities have to, you know, change and be, be flexible um, as you go, you know? Yes. Mm. Yeah. And so in just to, to add on to that, so before we had the great preacher, Elijah, and, uh, and before uh, you guys had Stephen Furtick, we had Andy Stanley. <laughs> so, so Andy Stanley had always given me a lot of wisdom in things that I read. I listened to podcasts a lot. I mean, you try to fill your day up with, with, with blessings and, and hearing God's word in different ways, right? And podcasts work for me. So I heard this one podcast, and he said um, him and his wife lived by this. So I ran home and told Katie, and I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down from the wall, Nehemiah 6.3. So this, what he, he explained in this message was just about how you prioritize your family, and him and his wife made a conscious decision. They were a power couple, just like you guys are. And they made uh, this decision that they were going to put their family first, no matter what calls their attention. There may be other things, other opportunities, other, but they were going to put their family first. So, I mean, we try to do that as much as we can. It's, it's a struggle, guys. I mean, really. It, um, sometimes we, when we first got married, there was no texting. Okay? So we didn't have <laughs> – we had flip phones, right? So, so those flip phones, like we, I didn't text. We didn't text a lot. 
once we had smartphones, we started texting. It was a tool that we could use in our communication because Katie uh, wanted to know what was going on in my day throughout. Um, and, and, you know, and we needed to get on the same page about what time we had to be home. With the, with, you know, so we have that discussion on Sundays to plan our week um, out for the kids, for us. And, then, uh, and as the week goes on, we change up our plans. You know, storms happen, like literally ice storms, snowstorms. So, you know, we have to change and adjust schedules. And it's like I'm being called to work. She's got things going on. So, and sometimes I have to sacrifice work. Sometimes I have to sacrifice family. It really is tough. So, and I, I work at a power plant, just to give you guys a background. So sometimes things break, and, you know, and I'm a foreman role. So it's, it's important that I be there to lead. And, um, and, I, and you know, it, but it's hard leading at home leading at work and struggles, you know, just personal. I want to do the best job at both so that I can provide, yeah. but also be there. And it, it just, there's no real good balance. And But Katie helps me I with that. I love that, talking about balance, like you guys were saying, because one of the biggest things that my dad told me was life's actually rhythm, not balance. And if you think about it, everything in the world is rhythm. Like the waves are rhythm, the moon is rhythm, the way the earth rotates is rhythm. There's always rhythm to everything. And so knowing that there's a time the tide's going to go out and there's a time it's going to come in and there's a time there's a full moon and there's a time there's not. And I think that that was huge for us because I like we were raised like that. Like you balance everything and I was like, "I can't balance. Like there's so many balls I'm trying to juggle. Like I can't do this." And and then you add kids to the mix and the whole to do. And so that was the biggest thing for me though, no matter where you find yourself in whatever season is knowing that there's always going to be rhythm. And I think um, practically speaking, you guys do this really well too, is celebrating what seasons you're going through. And so you guys are super intentional about that. Like at the end of the chaotic season, what do you do to celebrate? Like you can do trips and you can do different things. And I think when you can navigate that in your own life and say, okay, I'm like making it through this this season, but I'm going to like celebrate this or I'm, I'm there are certain days or weeks that are survival and then there's thriving and that one season doesn't dictate the rest of your life. Like while you're there in that season, the other thing I would say to that with those rhythms and seasons is create your normals now. Like what Elijah was saying, create your normals now wherever you find yourself because we're going to walk through different things in life. And I don't turn it on when I'm working with my team and my business and then turn it off and turn on something different with my team at change and turn it off and my kids and now Elijah and all this stuff. It's like it's my culture. It's a culture of normals that I'm creating that I'm going to take, whether it's Katie and I hanging out as friends, whether I'm working with someone in the business, like that's going to be my normals. And so whatever normals you're setting up right now, maybe it's something in school, maybe it's something with friends, maybe it's a family, you're with your family, like wherever that is, it's like they said, you're going to carry those. And we have the opportunity, like we heard from Jack and Lily last week, today to know we're going to navigate these seasons and as a church we're going to navigate seasons but we're going to navigate them well and we're going to navigate them together and we're going to set some normals that are going to reshape the future maybe whatever family you've come from like you talked about like I love that you've made intentional decisions to create the family you want like you're being very intentional about that so good so good. I think it's building with the storm in mind. Building with the storm in mind. Uh, there's a big tornado that came through Joplin, Missouri, and it wiped out 
hundreds and thousands of homes just off the face of the planet. And they interviewed this one family that had a storm cellar. And they had this storm cellar all built and secured for the times of the storm. And they had food in there, everything they needed to be nourished and healthy through the storm. And I think if we do life like that, of saying, God, we're going to make you the foundation. We're going to set this foundation in place, building for the mindset of the storm's coming. There is something coming. And not negative, you know, not always doomsday, like, oh, something bad's around the corner, you know. But like building with the foundation um, because it's so important that when the storms of life hit, you're grounded and you're safe and you're in his hands and you know his voice and you're purposefully in the midst of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I remember we were going through something super difficult in our family. And I remember one of our close uh, friends came to us and said, hey, what are you doing right now through this storm? How are you, how are you handling this? And I just, I, we, we just simply said, we're doing the exact same thing now as we did when the storm wasn't here. Like nothing's changing. Maybe we're going a little deeper in it, but like my relationship with Jesus is foundation for everything. And I encourage you right now, maybe you're not in the midst of a storm. Maybe you're not in the midst of chaos. Maybe you don't have a family. You're not thinking about all that stuff. But how is your foundation with Jesus? Do you have a steady appointment with him where he speaks into you, where he nourishes you, where you have a safe place to rest in him that when the storms of life come, and they will, when they come, you can go to that restful place in him to know he's your father, to know who you are, to know your purpose, to know your calling. Come on, that's good news. And we today, I just want to encourage you to build with the storm in mind, to set a foundation that when the chaos comes, you're ready to be secure in who Jesus is, to maybe go deeper and to maybe dive into who he is. But he says in verse 11, going back to the scripture in Psalm 16, verse 11, he says, you make known to me the path of life, but you can't make known to me the path of life if I'm not with you, if I'm not speaking with you, right? If I'm not hearing from you. Some of you are trying to figure out life. And I remember being there, just trying to figure out what path should I take? Where should I go? And it was in surrendering to the King of Kings and listening to his voice, it made it simple. He would lead me and guide me every step. And I encourage you, to take that step to know him, to place him at the right hand, to place him right beside you. He says, I don't just want to be your God. I want to walk with you. He gives us a picture of, of placing the whole world in his hands. He holds us through all that we go through. And he says, you will, fill, you will be filled with, uh, you will fill me with joy. Speaking of Jesus, you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. I just want to encourage you, if you're going through a storm today, if you're in the midst of something that's taking you out and you feel like all around you, you're seeing houses drop, man, I want to encourage you today. Jesus wants to be your safe place. He wants to be your haven. He wants to be your restful space. He wants to be that place where you can just un, just go all out, just say, God, I'm just going to lay down in who you are because he's your strength. He's your guide. I want to take a moment today. Thank you guys so much. Can you give it up for John and Katie? Uh, they're incredible. We love you guys so much. Thanks for sharing wisdom, all the things you've done, things you've learned. Don't you love learning from other people's mistakes and other people's successes? It's great. You don't have to make your own. You can learn from others. That's why I encourage you uh, in this series, find a couple, find a relationship. Uh, if you're in a relationship now, find a relationship you want to be like. If you're single, find a relationship you want in the future. 
and sit down and ask them questions. How'd you get there? What are some things you put in place? We do this all the time. Me and Ashley will find couples and we'll be like, I want that. Or we'll find children that they've raised that we want. We're like, I want that. How'd you do that? How'd you raise your kids like that? How do you love your wife like that? Even in the midst of, you know, everything that happens in life, how do you do that? And there's so much power in doing life in circles, right? Come on. So good. So today I want to take a moment. And if you're in this place and you're going through a storm, or you're in this place and you just want to prep, you say, Lige, today I want to just create that space, that shelter for when the chaos comes. Set those foundational things of how I love Jesus, how I love people, how I respect the Father, how I respect people, how I honor Him, and how I honor others. I, I want to just make a, a step in that today. Whatever, wherever you find yourself, would you just stand? I want to pray over you as we declare today is a day where we're going to create a space for Jesus to create a shelter around us to have a foundation in Him. Come on. If anybody, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet with me. Make a, make a stand today to say, Jesus, I am going to stand up for this. And maybe you find yourself in a storm. If you find yourself in a storm, we just raise both hands up and just surrender to who He is. I remember the, the story about the disciples when they're in the boat and the storm was all around them and they were looking for Jesus and there He was sleeping. He was sleeping. Why? Because He was the peace. He was the peace of, of peacemaker. And if you find yourself in a storm, those hands raised, would you just find somebody with their hands raised and, and go and pray with them? We just want to surround these today. But I want to encourage you, the only one that can give you rest in the midst of the storm is the king who gives rest. The king who is rest. The king who is the peacemaker. He's the peacemaker. Today, I want to cover you. For those of you who are standing, say, I want to make a declaration today to step into a life of setting a foundation, setting a shelter so that I can be prepped. I can know the rest of the Father well so when the times of chaos come, I'm ready. When the times of trials come and it's just hard and I just don't want to get out of bed, I just want to keep moving, I know where to go. I know where to rest. Would you just surrender to the Father right now? Just surrender to Him. Come on, in just your own way, just say, God, right now, I just surrender to You. I declare today is a day where I'm going to build that foundation in you. I'm going to build with the storm in mind. I'm going to create some new normals. I'm going to create a battle plan that I can put things in place intentionally to have the king come and the king stay in my life. The king come and be a part of what I do. What I say. Jesus, right now, we just surrender to you. God, I pray for these that are going through storms right now that you surround them with your loving arms. God, you're the God who loves us so deeply. And your heart breaks for us, Father. And I pray that in the midst of this storm, that it wouldn't be just something to get through. But God, you'd have breakthrough in this storm. God, I thank you so much that you speak life in the midst of dead things. You said to Jeremiah, can these dead bones live? Yes, they can. We prophesy over those dead things right now. That season of chaos, that season of storm where it looks hopeless around us. God, you're the one who is hope. You are hope. So God, we invite. We invite you into the space. Can you do that? If you're going through a storm right now, can you just invite the Father in to your space? Just say, Jesus, come. Jesus, come. I need you right now. Would you come? Would you come? Come on, it's a simple prayer, but it gets him involved. God, come. Come and be with me. In fact, if you're going through a storm, would you just start to praise him? Did you know there's power in your praise? 
that in the midst of the storm, when you praise God, you bring in the kingdom into where you are, into your environment. All of a sudden, you change the atmosphere when you start to praise. If you're going through a storm, when you start to praise, those who are praying around them, would you start to praise Him? Just thank Him for who He is. Thank Him that He's faithful. Thank Him that He is the God of all gods. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He has all power, all knowing in, in His hands. Come on, just praise Him right now. Praise Him right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. You're so good. We trust in you, Father. We don't trust in the outcome. We trust in the one who gives the outcome. We don't rest in the things around us. We rest in the faithful one. So, Father, we praise you. We worship you. We, pra we praise your name. We praise your name, Lord. You're so good, Jesus. You're so good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, can you just praise him? for who he is. Just come on, give a shout of praise. Let's go crazy a little bit for him. He's Jesus Christ, the Lord of lords. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We love you so much, Lord. Let me just encourage you. Set those things intentionally. You don't walk into promise unintentionally. You have to be intentional with your steps to walk into that life of security, the life of knowing who Jesus is. That's a step-by-step -step relationship thing. It's being intentional. It's being intentional. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.